Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey guys, how are you today? Thank you for joining me on this healing journey. I am so proud of you, especially for my day ones, but even if you're just newly tuning into the Agents of Revival podcast, I am so proud of you that you have chosen to take accountability for your healing, your wellness, for your ultimate health. That means overall spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, you have chosen to take a firm stand to say, I am no longer going to be stuck in the place that I was in. I'm no longer going to be sick and stay sick in this place. Even if my body is sick, I ain't staying here because God said I am healed by his stripes in Isaiah um, 53. So I am not going to stay where I've been. I am moving forward. I am healing. It is 2023. And y'all know how people get at the beginning of the years when they do their New Year's resolutions or whatever. And so I am proud of you for those of you, even if it's like this is your New Year resolution. And even for those that are saying, well, I've kind of been on this journey, Andrea, and I just needed, you know, a little more tweak, a little more encouragement. I'm so glad and proud that you have chosen to love yourself first. That is the most important relationship you will have. Before you have a relationship with anybody else, you have to have to have a relationship with yourself first. And in that, then you'll establish, hopefully, a relationship with the Father. Then he will show you how to love yourself even more, even better than you've ever had before, and then how to love others well. But it starts from within. And so today, you guys know I've been on a series uh, for this season two, and it's called It's Not Personal, It's Spiritual. And, you know, I've chosen that or rather God gave that to me because many times we hear that statement of it's not personal. You know, it's not personal, it's business or it's not personal, it's just this or that or whatever. And so I heard God say, no, it's not personal, it's spiritual because there's so many things that people are dealing with going through or um, are taking a stand on that, especially when it comes to your faith, that is not a personal thing. It's a spiritual thing. And you find that people don't understand, especially when you just take a, a step of faith or stand in faith in Jesus. Oh boy, you find out very quickly you are a minority. I don't care what country you're in, even here in America, you find out very quickly when you become a full fledged disciple of Jesus and choose to stand firm in your faith you become the minority and so many people want to squash out your faith so many people want to silence your faith so I am so proud of you for taking a stand and saying here I am Lord I want to do your will on earth and I want your revival to begin in me heal my body Heal me mentally, heal me spiritually, heal me emotionally, heal me physically so that I may be a willing vessel to be the salt and light you have always called me to be in the earth, fulfilling my purpose and seeing destiny fulfilled in the earth. Woo! 
that's a good thing y'all so i'm so proud of you and so you guys know uh with this series um you know before we begin let's just stop for a minute and and say a prayer let's say a prayer first Spirit of living God, we come to you right now. I just want to say thank you for allowing this opportunity for my brothers and my sisters to join me today and to be filled up with your word. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. We need direction. We need clarity, insight, revelation. God, we cannot do this thing called life on our own, but we know that we could do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So, Father God, fill us up, Lord. So our cup overflows with anointing, with favor, with blessings, with oil, so that we have enough to pour out and share onto others. God, let us be your willing vessels in the earth to do your will, your way. Give us the endurance we need to persevere through the storms, knowing that it doesn't matter if we are minorities or not, that we are the majority in the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Father, for being just who you are. Thank you, God, that you have equipped us and called us by name, choosing us, loving us, saving us, sacrificing for us. Thank you, God, for being just who you are. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. We keep none for ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So today's message actually is going to talk about the art of the waiting room. It's part four of the It's Not Personal, It's Spiritual series. And it's the art of the waiting room. And I talked about the waiting room in yesterday's episode. So if you missed that one, I strongly encourage you to go and listen to that. Um, Because I kind of went in detail about a vision God gave me on the waiting room. And so today, the art of the waiting room, I was like, well, God... What am I going to talk about with that? Because like, what do you mean by the art of the waiting room? And so he said, what did you see when you were in the waiting room? And I talked yesterday about, you know, being in an airport. Like that's the waiting room that I saw God had me in was like an airport. And so art isn't just what we see in terms of somebody's painting on a wall or somebody's sculpture. It's the beauty that's around us. And so what I saw in that waiting room was that I wasn't alone. How many times have you felt like you are alone? You're by yourself. You're the only person going through something and nobody else is going through it. God was showing me that in the waiting room, you are not alone. There are other people going on different journeys, going to different destinations, but they are there with you. They are going through the same things. They are experiencing delays and setbacks just like you are. They are experiencing anxiousness or or um angst to hurry up and get there just like you are they are you know looking at the time and see how much longer it's going to take just like you are so you're not the only one in the waiting room and so when God showed me that I was like oh wow like that is kind of beautiful that I'm not alone thank you Lord for showing me the art of this waiting room that there are other people here So I don't have to wait by myself. That's why God gave us the church, the body of Christ. It wasn't about organizations and individual buildings. It was about people, a people, a nation that will be brought up, that will serve and follow Jesus, that will share in each other's burdens, as it says in Galatians, that will encourage one another and strengthen one another, that will do life together with another. That's what the church was about, being the hands and feet 
and eyes and ears and mouth and tongue and organs and, and everything that makes up a body of Jesus. Those are all different parts. Just like we are all different parts. We all have our own part to play. And so God was showing me that you're not alone in the waiting room. Sometimes you may feel like that, but you're not alone. Another art uh, that I saw in the waiting room was how bright the waiting room is. It's bright because anticipation. If you ever went into an airport, I would say probably about nine out of 10, you're not in a dark, dreary, gloomy, sad, depressed airport. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, you're in an airport that's lively and vibrant and vivacious and it's just going and it's just full of, of beat. It has its own like music to it. It's just so upbeat and it's bright. It is bright lights everywhere, okay? That's because that's what God wants to show you in the spirit room. That there are people in the same waiting room as you. And it's not meant for you to be in this waiting room and being depressed and upset because your thing hasn't happened yet. You haven't taken off yet. You, your, your plane hasn't arrived to your destination yet. It's not about getting weary while you're here. That's going to come. That even if you're like, you know, well, I'm sick right now and I want to get healed. It's going to come. Continue to have anticipation and build up your hope that is going, it's on its way. I'm in the waiting room for a reason because it's on its way. Nobody expects, and I know that there have been some tragedies with airplanes, but nobody expects in a natural that when you get on an airplane, it'll be your last time flying. You expect that when you get on the airplane, you are trusting the pilot, the aircraft, and the um, stewardess to get you to your destination safe, sound, and one piece, and maybe with a belly full of food, depending on where you're going. You are not expecting for that plane to just suddenly... Um, crash or uh go to doom or gloom you know and again i understand that there are tragedies that have happened and i am not talking about that and those were said we're not talking about that right now we're talking about like in the natural just generally speaking anybody that books a flight somewhere you are not expecting that you won't make it to your destination and so god is saying the same thing to you today why is it that we as christians as christ believers as followers of yeshua as as jews whatever you identify as um of god's chosen why is it that you get in the waiting room and think it's never going to happen it's taking too long you never think that if the flight is delayed, it's never going to happen. Even if, and, and I'll give you a perfect example. I remember one year, um, my family members, I'm not going to say who they are for protection of them, but my family members were going to Paris. And so they were um, waiting to take off. Um, and it was around Christmas time. So anybody who's ever traveled around Christmas, you know, it is hectic, especially if you're doing an international flight. Ooh, child, goodbye. Okay. It is hectic. And so they left on the day that their flight was sick off. They were supposed to be in Paris. I believe like Christmas Eve. That didn't happen. Their flight got pushed back. So they waited at the airport for hours. Then eventually their flight got canceled. So they had to wait until the next day, which was, I think it was to leave like, let's say December 23rd. So now it's December 24th. And like, okay, yes, we'll leave now. So they get back to the airport 
and then more delays and more stalls and then all of a sudden it's canceled until the next day so then they have to wait again <laughs> so here we are christmas and which was great for me because my prayer was to be able to spend you know time with the family for christmas and so it thank god that he worked it out you know what was their delay uh what was their denial so to speak was um god's pr answer prayer for me so it was a glorious day for me even though for them i'm sure they were like we really want to be in paris i get it but you know god works mysterious ways and so they didn't get their christmas christmas eve and so christmas day um they finally were able to leave and and get there to their destination Woo! like and I'm sure even though they were frustrated in the constant waiting and waiting and pushback at the pushback, they were frustrated, but God still got them to the destination. There was no doubt that they weren't going to ever get there. It's just a matter of timing. Woo! That's the word right there. Timing. So many people um, get anxious, get weary and turn back because of the timing it takes to get to your destination. But I'm giving you the practical example of an airport, uh, the way that God gave it to me in a vision, because you need to understand that you don't get weary when you're trying to go to, let's say Aruba or Jamaica or uh, the Netherlands or New Zealand or Paris or London or whatever. You're not getting weary on taking that flight to LA. You know it's going to get there. So even if it's delayed, even if it's late, you know eventually you're going to get there. Why can't we adopt this same thing in the natural? With our faith. To know that wherever God has in store for us, wherever he wants us to go, whatever that there is for us, whatever that destiny that is calling and beckoning us forward is taking us, we will eventually get there. If you're a single person like me and you're like, oh, I've been waiting to get married. You'll get that. We will get there, child. Okay. God has already promised it for us. He wouldn't be stirring it on our hearts if it wasn't meant to be at a designated time. Eventually, we will get there. It's all about timing. If it's, again, you want a promotion or uh, the entrepreneur endeavor um, or maybe you need to buy a house as I talked about yesterday, whatever it is that God has been stirring on your heart to do your sickness. Um, and, and you're trying to get help, um, wealthy, excuse me, well, that could be one thing. Maybe you want to get wealthy. Okay. You know, um, or you're trying to get healed and whole. So it could be sickness in terms of mind of poverty or sick in the body in terms of a disease. And you know that God has better in store for you. God is saying for you today to trust in the process. I have you in the waiting room for a reason. I'm either working some things out on the other end that you don't even know what's going on there to prepare that there for you. Or there's some things I'm pruning out of you. I'm preparing you for that. But there's some things you have to do right now to work on while you're here in the waiting room. You will eventually get there. Don't get weary in well-doing. Don't get anxious and definitely don't turn back around because then you'll never go off. You'll never take off to that flight. If you decide that's it, I'm throwing my hands up. I'm not going to go on this flight. First of all, you forfeit what you've already paid. Now I'm talking the natural. If you pay, let's say, to fly somewhere and the flight got canceled or delayed, you know, a setback for until an, another day or time. If you cancel and decide to say, well, forget it. They, they, I wanted to leave this day and this time. And so y'all said, no, forget it. That means, A, you forfeit your money. B, you wasted your time. And C, 
You never make it to the destination. You never get to the other side to even experience whatever that thing was for you. Whatever, whether it was a vacation, whether it was to see your family or friends or just whatever or work, whatever it is, it never gets done because you, you jump ship. You chose to just say, never mind. I quit. God does not want you to quit. He wants you to endure. And that's part of the test in the sense of the waiting room. It's about learning to wait well, as I talked about yesterday, learning to be patient in that waiting room. Don't get weary. Be patient, knowing that I'm going to eventually get to whatever that their thing is that God has for me. I just have to wait well. I just have to be patient. I have to see the beauty, the art of this waiting room. Understand its value. Understand it's trying to produce something out of me. Understand it's trying to grow something in me. And that things are being worked out so that when I get to where I'm going, it's smooth sailing. It's a, it's a good flight. Because everything that was worked out and prepared for me was already done. There's work being done. Whenever you're in a waiting room at a, at a physical airport, you don't see that there are people cleaning the, the jet. You don't see that people are refueling the jet. You don't see that, that there are people putting your luggage onto the jet. You don't see that there are, uh, sometimes you do, flight attendants that are switching shifts. So maybe they flew the plane in, but now the, the new flight attendants and, and the pilots are going onto the plane that's going to fly, fly you to your destination. There's so many different changes happening. And things are being worked out in the air so that there's smooth sailing as you fly over. And things are being worked out at your destination so that when you get there, everything you need is set up and prepared. But you don't know all of this. All you know is what you see in the waiting room. And so again, while you're in that waiting room, look around you. Listen. There are other people there waiting with you. You are not alone. So don't believe the lies of the enemy that says you're by yourself. God forgot you. God abandoned you. Look around. You are not alone. My brother and my sisters, listen. God has more in store for you. Don't give up in the waiting room. Trust in the process. You are not alone. And so another thing that God showed me as well in the vision was that while you're in the waiting room, there are people I am bringing to you. There are people that are being drawn to you. There are people that um, I have around you that um, God may use to help you. And so again, I'm giving you the practical of an airport scene, but it's talking about a spiritual purpose. It's a spiritual metaphor. You may be wanting to get to that next destination, whatever that next destination is for you, whatever that there is for you. And you're trying to figure out why it's taking so long. Could it be that God is trying to bring the right people your way so that, again, it will make it easier for you? It will be smooth sailing. But you can't give up hope in that process. You can't turn away because then you'll never get to your destination. You'll wind up wasting time. And I know you may feel like while you're in the waiting room, you're wasting time, but you're not. Because anybody who's ever been in any waiting room, like now let's just open it up. It could be the doctor's waiting room. It could be 
uh, a waiting room to get into your favorite movie viewing um, uh, for your favorite film, it, whatever the waiting room is, you may feel like it's a waste of time because you're standing there for minutes or hours on end or sitting for minutes or hours on end. But eventually when you get in and you experience whatever it was you meant to experience, whether it was to meet with a doctor or to get into that theme park or that movie theater um, or even to take a flight. Once you experience it, you're like, whew, okay, it was a hassle getting here, but like, thank God I'm here. It's over with that. I can put that behind me and I can focus on what's in front of me. Do the same thing in your life. Don't look at the waiting room as a waste of time. How can you develop more? How can you become the best version of yourself? What more can you work on? Are there some new skills you can learn in this process of waiting that will help you? You know, like for me right now, while in the waiting room, I've been learning a new language. And (laughs) anybody that's ever tried to learn a new language, especially as an adult, man, it ain't easy. (laughs) It is not easy. Excuse me, but I am trying my best to get through it. Um, I'm trying to learn Portuguese. And so y'all pray my strength in the Lord um, because I didn't even... It wasn't something I chose. Again, I see God. Ooh, come on, Jesus. You're working right now. While God has you in the waiting room, there are going to be some things that even though you felt like, well, I've made it here. I've made it this far. So I'm good. I'm prepared. I'm ready. But you'll find that there's more that God says, I need you to learn. I need you to understand. I need you to grow in. I need to prune out of you. I need to produce. I saw about the rockets yesterday. Like there may even be some people that got to be cut off from your life because they can't go to the next level. And then there are some that are going to attach themselves to you in a good way because God sent them for you. Now, again, you got a discernment. You got to pray to the Holy Spirit for discernment to know who is a leech and who is attaching themselves to continue to propel you up, to be your oxygen that you'll need on the next level. That's where discernment comes in. But as I said, like with this new skill, like God has me learning Portuguese. I did not ask to learn Portuguese. Heck, I didn't even ask to learn a new language. And if I was going to study a new language, it would have been French. Because that was like what I wanted to do. It's something I started studying years ago. And so I was like, well, I could pick that back up. And God was like, um, you're going to get to that. You'll get back to that. I haven't forgotten that. I started that in you for a reason. Because again, we may think a lot of times that we started something in ourselves. Like, oh, I just wanted to do it myself. No, God wanted you to do that for you. <laughs> you know, if it's a good thing. Now, there are some bad things where you like, you want to do it yourself. And God says, mm-hmm, yeah, that's, that's you. But I can still take what the enemy means for harm and turn around for good if you give it to the Father. But, you know, in terms of a language, um, you know, God put that in me. And so even with Portuguese, like God was very specific on studying Portuguese. And it was like, I had to pray. I was like, Gideon in the Bible. God, could you send me a confirmation? Okay, you confirm it. Now, could you, you mind confirming it again? Okay, now I need a third confirmation because I was like, uh uh-uh. And I'm going to tell you why. In college, I had to do Spanish. I hated it. No disrespect to my... um, my Latina brothers and sisters out there or that, you know, speak Spanish. It was just difficult for me. It was so hard. And I had a hard professor that 
and because it was her native language, she felt like it was an insult. How dare you not understand my language? Child, because I've been speaking English for the umpteenth amount of years. Like, I'm sorry, I don't understand Spanish. And you're not a good teacher in order to help me understand Spanish. So, yeah, we didn't get along. <laughs> Needless to say, we did not get along. And so I did not do well in that course. And I wound up dropping it because I was like, listen, you ain't going to keep messing up my, G- my GPA with this. So I was like, I'm not trying to do anything of the uh, the Spanish language at all. And I was so surprised when God was like, yeah, this year you're going to study Portuguese. Uh, excuse me? Come again, God? I'm sorry. We there, there must have been some static. Could you come again? And the father was like, you heard me. And he confirmed it and confirmed it and confirmed it. So finally, oh, I was like, okay, Father God, okay, fine. I, I, you know, went ahead and I got a subscription on Babbel to learn Portuguese. And it's been hard. But again, this is something that is a skill set that I may not understand why right now in the waiting room God says to learn it. But it's because he knows what he's going to do with it. He knows where he's going to take it. He knows how he's going to, um, how he's going to manifest it. So there are things that in the waiting room God will have you do, learn a, a new skill even maybe restudy something that you felt like you learned already. Like me, I felt like I did Spanish already. I want to do it again. And God said, no, you're going to do it again. You know, in, in this way in Portuguese. And so I was like, you know, again, we may not understand. We may not know. God, I, I, I give a best example be like a jigsaw puzzle. Like God gives you a jigsaw puzzle. And he gives you the box sometimes. Sometimes you get the full complete picture of what the jigsaw puzzle looks like. And you're excited. Like, woo, yay. So you open the box and you see much pieces. <laughs> and you're like, uh, it's 200 pieces in this box. What am I supposed to do with this? Put it together. <laughs> and you're like, but what? And so if you've never, if for those of you that may be too young to remember a jigsaw puzzle, then go Google it, <laughs> okay, to know what a jigsaw puzzle is. But anybody who's ever you know, lived through the jigsaw puzzle era, it took forever, it felt like, to put together a jigsaw puzzle. I mean, you were happy if you got only a few pieces, but one of them 100 to 200 pieces, dare I say a thousand piece puzzle? Oh, child, please throw it away. Throw it away. I am not trying to do that. It's too much work. But when you finished, you felt a sense of achieve, achievement and accomplishment that you that you spent the time and you did the work and you put together the picture that looks like on the box. And you feel proud of yourself. And God wants to do the same thing with purpose. It's to produce something in you for his glory. The glory is for you to see the finished product, the finished work of your life that, that's on the box. But you got to put the pieces together. And so bit by bit, it takes time. You may not understand why that piece, you know, works with it. It's like an Ikea puzzle box, so to speak. And I mean that in a sense of Ikea furniture. Like, if you've ever had Ikea furniture, you're like, this, this, don't, this don't even function with this. It No, they know what, why the pieces are there. You may not understand how it's supposed to be put together and manufactured, but the manufacturer put the pieces in the box for a reason because they know that every piece in that box goes with whatever you're trying to put together. The same thing with a jigsaw puzzle. Every piece in that box goes with putting the picture together. It is your job to take the time and 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 uh, hone the skill set needed to put it all together. Do the work. 
then you will see it produced the full picture. So while you thought you could throw away some pieces of the puzzle away because you thought it didn't fit well, it was about finding the right part that it did fit in. That's a whole word, child. We will get into this tomorrow some more, y'all, because, again, God is speaking, and he's really trying to help us understand the waiting room. So many of us are in the waiting room, and you're getting weary. You don't understand why you're in the waiting room, but the waiting room has a purpose. Let it fulfill its purpose. God is producing good fruit. You will get to your destination. Don't get weary in well-doing. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Know that there's a purpose for it all. My last story I can leave you with is my sabbatical. I told you the word of the year for agents of revival is rest and follow God. And so when God started me on a sabbatical at the beginning of the year, I didn't want to take a sabbatical. I felt like I'm God, I've rested enough. I'm good. Let's go. Let's let's get it. Coach me in the game. I'm ready to go. And God was like, no, I need you to rest. I need you to fast. I need you to continue studying some more. I need you to pray some more. I need you to. And I was like, but I've, I'm already doing these things, God. Like, isn't it enough? I do it every day. Isn't it enough? And God's like, no, there's more requiring out of you. But from me taking that sabbatical, from me doing that fast, I got to hear more clarity. I got more steps. I got more wisdom and knowledge of how to put together the puzzle pieces. I understood, heck, even season two. There was no clarity for season two before January started of like what I was going to talk to you guys about. I feel like I was going to wing it. <laughs> and God was like, you ain't winging it with my people. Okay. You are leading my people. You ain't winging nothing. So you can't take a sabbatical so that you can get clarity and understanding in the waiting room of where you're leading them and how I want you to minister to them. And that's what I got from there. Also from the sabbatical, I got that God was, you know, weaning out certain people in my life. That I was like, oh, but I thought that there was a go. No, th that there were some people that were only supposed to be assignments. And I was trying to make them friends. And whoo, that's a whole other word. We ain't even going to get into that today, y'all. Because that's a whole other word to get into at a later time. But some people are assigned for your life for a season. For a time, for a purpose. And that's it. They are not meant to be there for a lifetime. And you have to have the spirit of discernment that only comes from the holy spirit only comes from the father to understand who's supposed to be who at what time and when that's all mcgill on that note because again there's so much more to dive into that i'll talk about that another time another topic another day but there was more i had to learn that came out of the sabbatical that's the importance of the waiting room had i rushed it i wouldn't be as refreshed as i was I wouldn't be as energized as I am today. I wouldn't be as focused to know where we're going to at least have some more pieces to put together and, and, and know how it's supposed to be placed on the board. I wouldn't know because I was just going to wing it. You know, one last thing that came from the sabbatical that I'll share with you before we go. Um, I needed rest, not just physical rest of my body. As I said um, in a few episodes uh, that I was like sleepy and tired, but my voice needed rest. I was doing a lot of speaking last year. So God said, it's time to rest your voice. I was actually hoarse at the beginning of the sabbatical. I mean, whisper. Hello, hello, can you hear me? Yes, I was, boo. Okay. <laughs> I could barely get words out because I was so hoarse. I even had to go see my opt, um, my otolaryngologist. 
because it was like, what is going on with my voice? And I lied to you not. And, and I tell you, when you don't want to hear from the father, he will send somebody else that you weren't even expecting to give you a word and say something to you. Like, oh, you rude. <laughs> but God was like, well, I had to get rude with you to get your attention. And so when I went to that otolaryngologist, which is the throat doctor, to figure out what was going wrong with my voice and why I couldn't speak and why was it just continuing to be hoarse. And, and if you've been following this podcast, Sidebar, real quick, you know that all last year I kind of struggled with my vocal issues. And so, uh, and I'd been under the care of um, otolaryngologists last year. So this was a new otolaryngologist that I went to go see. And so this particular person didn't diagnose me like the last person did. This time when I went in January to my sabbatical, <laughs> this person's findings were like, your vocal cords are fine. They look good. You need to rest. <laughs> Child, I looked at her and I said, are you serious, God? God said, yes. Now, of course, I'm. this is my look to her. I didn't say this to her. But my look was like, girl, you serious? And God was like, yes, because I've been telling you to rest. This is why I have you on sabbatical. Since you didn't want to rest, I needed somebody else to come and be rude to your face and say there is nothing wrong with you. Your body is fine. Your vocals are fine. Your vocal cords are healthy. You need to rest. Some things are not a physical attack. It's a spiritual attack. But when you are not in tune with the father's voice, you won't understand that. And so you'll deem it as a physical attack. It must be a physical sickness or disease. And it's a spiritual thing. I thought my vocal issues was a physical thing. And so I went and got confirmation that your vocals are fine. It's a spiritual thing, which was confirmed by the father that was saying, I need you to rest. So that's what I did. So that's why I, I wanted to give you guys different examples to understand why the waiting room is important. Sometimes there's things that God is trying to produce in you, out of you, or around you that you may not know all the pieces of the puzzle. You may not know how things are working together, being orchestrated for your good, but you got to trust in the waiting room. There's art there. There's a beauty there. Figure out, see, learn, smell, touch, embrace what it is. And let God produce that good fruit out of you so that it will take you to your next destination and you will be able to sustain on that next level. You'll be able to enjoy when you get there because you won't be weary and well-doing. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you, show you his favor and give you a shalom, give you his peace. Take care. God bless.